Hey, praise Chapel Paramount, and welcome to our podcast. This is Omar here. This midweek sermon you're about to listen to is from Anthony Tahaji. He's our youth leader in our church. He's preaching on the important role we have for the generation behind us. So hope you're encouraged. Hope you're blessed. Uh, enjoy. All right, you guys, give my hand. Give my hand. So, how you guys doing? Everybody good? So. I like to talk to you guys a little bit. Like, I work with the teenagers. My name's Anthony. Those of you guys don't know. Before I get started, I do want to thank my pastors. It's a privilege. Um, it's a privilege to be able, you guys trust me with your sheep. And I, it's a privilege to be up here, and I thank you for the opportunity. Um, so, my, na- my name's Anthony. Uh, I work with the youth. Uh, I've been coming to this church for 20 years. Uh, it's a really long time, right? Uh, I'm, 30 year old, I'm 30 years old now. Um, I, have a, I, I stutter because it's hard to accept that. Um, you know, like, like I start, I start, I start feeling like, and a lot of people are like, dude, you're still young, you're still young, and you get that from the older person, right? And I'm like, like, dude, my back says it's not, like, <laughs> my back hurts, you know, I, I have to run six miles just to eat a slice of cake, it's like, it's not, it's not cool, right? So, like, I, I, one day, like, as my birthday was coming up, I'm thinking about all these negative things that are happening about me being older, and and I was, my wife's like, dude, just think of something positive about being 30. And I, and I had a really hard time. And I was like, you know what? Like, like man, I guess, I guess there is one thing. I was like, my age is finally catching up to my hairline. Like, you know, it's just, it's like, it, it's, it's getting there. Like, my age is starting to come in. Yeah, I would hate when I would wear a hat and somebody would finally, like, see me without my hat. And they'd give you that reaction. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know, it's like, it sucks. It's like, man, like, come on. You couldn't hold that in. But this is me. I, I, like to, I like to joke around. I, like to, I, I work with teenagers, so I kinda, I've learned that I have to make them feel comfortable. So the best way to do that is to make, make little of myself. So I, 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 I'm, I'm a confident guy, but I do love to make people feel comfortable. That's what I do. I love teenagers. I love, I love, they're on my heart. They'll always be on my heart. I love working with them. But it's a struggle. It's, it's a struggle. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Working with teenagers is not easy. You have, you have the teenager that doesn't want to be there whose parents force them. You have the parent that's upset because you're not using their kid, but they're not showing up on time. You're like, you're getting all these different things. And it's like, man, like, I can't please anybody, <laughs> you know. So it's a, it's a lose-lose sometimes. But I do, I do want to share with you guys a little bit. And, I, and, and the reason why I'm sharing a little bit about teenagers tonight is simply to let you know this is what's on my heart. This is what God put on my heart. And I pray that you guys would receive that. And Johnny was kind of tapping into that. And he's like, hey, listen, teenagers are important. It's like he's telling you guys that teenagers are important. And and the reason why is simply because of this, is the gospel will die if we don't pass it down to the next generation. The gospel will die if we don't pass it down to the next generation. And I've learned this about our pastors, that our pastor, he he strives and it's it's a priority to him for our young people, for our, our, from, from our kids in the nursery up until the kingdom kids, up until our youth ministry, to our, to our connect groups and everything like that, it's important for us to continue doing that. And, and it's a privilege for me to be a part of that, to help build that bridge from a kingdom kid, from a kid that's growing in from elementary school to middle school, all the way to high school to becoming an adult. And it's a privilege to be trusted with that. And tonight I want to share with you a little bit about a, little bit about a young man, who, and his name was Stephen. Right, and God had put this message to me. I had preached this to the kids twice. At one, one year I had to stop in the middle of the sermon simply because the kids didn't understand what I was preaching about. And then the next time I brought it around, they understood everything that was said, and they realized that Stephen was preaching about something that they needed to hear. 
right? So Stephen was preaching about a message, and, and he comes about it in a way where he's angry, and he's upset with everybody, and he's upset with the Pharisees and the Jewish people that, that, that are the lawmakers, and everybody that's, not necessarily the lawmakers, but the people that were holding the law on everyone else, saying you have to do it this way, it has to be done this way. But Jesus came to, to fulfill that law, and it was no longer a burden on them, but to show them how exactly they were supposed to live rather than living under it. So Stephen preaches this message, and he gets to this point. Acts chapter 7, verse 54 says, The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation. They shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. And his accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. So this is very important. I want you guys to understand this, that there are three people in this situation. There's Stephen, there's the, Jewish, there's, the, there's the Jewish leaders, the Sadducees and Pharisees, and then there's this young man named Saul. Now, Saul's not necessarily a young man. He's actually, he's a little older than, he's at the, you know, he's a little older than me, right? He's a young man to most and old man to some, right? <laughs> so Saul, Saul is standing there, and it's important, and I was, I, was, I was talking to Pastor Rob about this, and I was like, why would Luke mention that they laid their coats at his feet? And I thought, of, like, I, I was trying to think of something completely deep, and, and I was like, dude, it was probably just hot. <laughs> it was probably just hot, or, or maybe they didn't want to get... The blood on their on their coats. They're pretty important coats. So they started laying them down at the feet of Saul. And it wasn't necessarily like, hey, this is respects to you. And that's what I thought it was originally. But it was just like, hey, hold on to this because I trust you with, with this. So Saul's standing there and he's a witness to everything that's happening. Right? So Saul's standing there and, and, and to kind of give you a backstory about Saul is he's, he's actually a scholar and he's learning, he's learning the Jewish law. And he's, he's a student and he's learning all these things. And it goes down, to, and, I, and I start, as I start thinking about Saul and I start thinking about scholars, I start thinking about our youth and our teenagers and how they're a witness to everything that's going on in the world. And they're watching all these people bash Christianity. They're watching these parades and they're watching how people carry themselves. And, and, and the biggest problem and one of the most important things as a youth leader is to help these kids understand their identity. Right? I want to make sure my goal in life, my goal every Friday night, every Sunday morning, every time I meet up with these kids is for them to understand you have a place with the kingdom. God loves you. He doesn't call you to live like this, but he calls you to live like this. Right? But to be honest with you, I could stand on a pulpit and I can stand in front of them every Friday night and tell them what they need to do. But the most important thing that kids realize, like for you, I need you to understand this, is that a kid isn't really going to process things with words. They want to see it. They want to see it. So I have to go up and preach sometimes and illustrate them. I got to break down, you know, chapter, verse by verse for them to understand. I got to stop asking them if they know. But kids really, they're visual learners. If I put up a movie, they'll learn more out of that than they will out of me speaking for an hour. You know, they'll learn more from that, and they're visual learners, and that's what our kids are seeing, and everything that they're seeing is right on their phone, and they're looking at it. And, and as Saul was a witness, Saul was standing there, and he's sitting there, and he's watching all of this, kind of like our kids today when there's an issue going on, or somebody not necessarily being stoned, but somebody's being persecuted. What do our kids do? They come, and they go like this. Did you see her weave come off? Like, did you see that? Right? And all they want to do is be the, they want, they want to get famous real quick. 
And that's what our kids want. They want, they want to be a part of something. They're looking, for, they're looking for acceptance. And a lot of times as parents, we tend to, we tend to think, and, I, and I'm a parent now, so I can say, as parents, we tend to think, we tend to think that, we tend to think that, we, like, hey, don't do it like this. We, te- we tell our kids no more than we tell them what they should do. You say, no, 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 you're not going to do that. You're going to do this. And, and, and that, that's really just, that's how we don't give any explanation, nothing. And they're like, but why? They don't process it. They don't understand it. They, you tell them one thing, yet they see you do another. And, and tonight, I'm not trying to bash you parents. I'm not trying to bash the parents saying you're doing it all wrong. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we need to live a life that shows them much deeper. You want your kid to be a preacher? You want your kid to do something different? Then show them the presence of God. Show them the presence of God. Later down the line, Saul, Saul ends up, you know, he ends up persecuting the church. The next chapter talks about how the church was dispersed in Jerusalem. Everything was gone. Everybody, everybody kind of scattered. The only people that stood around were the apostles, right? And they, they ended up leaving eventually. So Saul ends up persecuting the church, and he ends up getting converted. Most of us know that, right? So Saul ends up getting converted, and here's this. He, he ends up meeting, meeting Ananias. He gets healed, and he gets to say, hey, you need to get baptized. You need to get cleansed. You need to do all these things. And God begins to speak to him. Acts chapter 22, verse 17 says, After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, Hurry, leave Jerusalem, for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. But, Lord, I argued, they certainly, they certainly know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And I was in complete agreement with your with your witness Stephen, when your, when your witness Stephen was killed. I stood by and kept the coats. They took off when they stoned him. But the Lord said to me, go, for I will send you away to the Gentiles. Now, Stephen, Stephen wasn't necessarily preaching to the Gentiles. He was just preaching to the Jewish people. Saul wasn't going to be accepted in Jerusalem anymore. So, so, so Paul, ended, he ended up changing his name to Paul. So Paul ended up being sent out to the Gentiles, which was something much greater. So Paul, being a scholar, knows the law, so he realizes that I need a personal reaction with Jesus. I need a personal intervention with Jesus. He ended up getting it, and then he goes out, and he begins to change the whole world. He begins to change the whole world. So tonight, tonight I want to talk to you. I want, I want to share with you guys as I close. I want you guys to understand that, that the children of the youth may not get it right away. Saul didn't get it right away. He didn't understand. He needed to visually see it. He needed to visually see the, the presence of God. He needed to experience it on his own. And we can't just tell them what to do. We have to show them how it is. We need to show them what it's doing. And then with that, then they'll understand. And when that moment comes, it'll happen. So tonight, I really felt it on my heart. And I really wanted God to, I, I was asking God, like, God, how do I really tie this into my message? And I believe there are women in here and parents in here who have lost children, children that have walked away from the presence of God. And they, sorry, they walked away. They no longer serve the Lord. And you're trying to get them saved. You're trying to do that. Stephen was willing to die for it. Stephen was willing to live his life and say, listen, I stand before you telling you the truth. And I believe that you'll experience it one day. And, and I just want to encourage every mother, every father in here, if your child has walked away, pray for them. Don't stop. Don't stop. Our children, our children, our children need it. The gospel needs it or else it'll die. We need to show them the presence of the Lord. We need to stop forcing the Bible down their throat and start showing them the presence so that they want to receive the Bible. There's one, one last thought and I want to share this with you guys. Is 
you may look at yourselves and you may think, well, I'm not educated like Paul. I'm not, I'm not sophisticated like him. I'm not as gifted as him. I'm not as privileged as him. You may, you may be, you know, Stephen's only talked about a few times, two or three times in the Bible. He's only talked a few times, right? But I believe that if it wasn't for Stephen standing up for what he believed in, Paul would have never been converted. Paul would have never received it. And the scriptures say that Paul was guilt, felt guilty. He said, Lord, they won't receive me. I stood there as Stephen was being stoned as a witness. Not just did I witness it, I held their stuff and I helped them. And I didn't necessarily partake in it, but I, I seen it. And I took part in it and I persecuted everybody else. How would they receive me? And, and Paul ended up being sent out to the Gentiles doing far greater things than what Stephen could do. And people don't talk. You may not be the next Benny Hinn. You may not be the next, the next Billy Graham. You may not be somebody huge. But understand this is that there's a teenager, somebody that's younger that may be like Paul. That may be like Paul. You just have to be willing to die for it. You just have to be willing to, to live uh, be a living sacrifice and I just want to challenge you don't give up on the youth don't give up on the youth keep praying for them keep seeking them show them the presence invite them into your home pray with them amen hey thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Shepherd Paramount if you want to stay connected follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com